the Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be hearing from Kirk McElhern, who bought himself the HomePod, and I'm getting my pods and my pads confused as a result of all these pods pads. He actually bought himself a pad pod. And we're going to talk about the pad pod pad. And then we'll hear from Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. And he'll give you his viewpoints of something or other on the Tech Night Out Live. I'm sorry I'm doing that with the pads, but Apple has had an iPad and an iPod and a HomePod and AirPod. And my brain is becoming a pod. They've had pods and pads since, what, 2001. They might want to actually consider expanding their, their terminology in the naming of their products. Um, but I guess it's pretty simple. If you hear pod or pad, you know it's something from Apple. Okay. Of course, we're, we're seeing the I disappearing. From the iMac, everything was I, and then slowly it's been disappearing. So then we now have the, the AirPods and the HomePod. So the way it looks is that the pod is music-related, right? We had the iPod, the AirPod, the HomePod. They're all music-related. The pad is a lot simpler because it's only the iPad for now. And the i is pretty much everything, although, as I said, they are getting rid of that slowly. But as I said, it's enough to get dizzy from all these pods, pads, and all that stuff. But rather than pursue that, when we left you off last episode, you were in the process of waiting for a brand new HomePod. And now I realize you've had a review, and you've had several reviews out by now, and the reviews have varied from place to place. So I suppose the best thing to do now would be to catch up. To review the reviews? Let's review your review. Let's catch up and review your review and tell us what you thought. And then let's see what you think of the other reviews. Well, I think my review is right and all the other reviews are wrong. No, I'm being a little facetious. When you review a computer, you're reviewing specs a lot. But when you review an audio device, it's really subjective. Um, Some people will like the sound and others won't. And, And my main criticism of the HomePod is that there is a sound that you may not like. Just to simplify things, it's overly bassy, which flatters certain types of music. Rap and hip-hop, for instance, which is what Apple's really focusing on on Apple Music. Um, In a similar way as the Beats headphones have that overly bassy sound, it's not broad enough um, to to really make a lot of music sound pleasing. So that makes the HomePod a bit of a difficult sell because you have no direct control over the equalization settings of the device. So the HomePod uses what's called digital signal processing, which means that it gets the music in and then it manipulates it to supposedly make it sound good wherever it is. One of the features of the HomePod is that it adjusts itself uh, if you move it to a different location or to a different room. It has an accelerometer. It knows when it's been moved. But the problem is it's always adjusting itself to a certain tone signature, which is overly bassy. And some music sounds great, and some music sounds really horrible on it. Now, the unfortunate thing here is for most music, unless it's using the iTunes equalizer, you can't just decide to have less bass. Right. So there is no 
equalization for the HomePod. So if you're controlling your, your Apple Music or your iCloud Music Library using Siri on the HomePod directly, Siri pulls the music from the cloud and the HomePod just plays it with its equalization. However, if you're streaming, if you're pushing music to it from a Mac using AirPlay, from an iPhone or iPad using AirPlay, then you can turn on equalization on those devices. Um, in that case, in, in that case, you can adjust the equalization. There are a number of presets in iTunes and in iOS, and the two that I find that work are the bass reducer, which essentially just lowers the lowest frequencies, and the vocal booster that lowers some of the lowest frequencies but raises the mid-range frequencies where voice is. Um, because as it is out of the box, there's too much bass and not enough mid-range. So that compensates very well. Now, I have a very serious question here. Apple clearly knows that different audio components sound differently. Why at least not try to have a more uniform balance here? Why stick with the traditional Beats headphones approach? Especially because you have a device here that for now at least, and other than using iTunes, you have no control over the quality of the sound. It's going to be whatever it is. Exactly. I, I don't know why they didn't make a device with a neutral sound. You know, all this digital signal processing, so there's a woofer at the top and there's seven tweeters, and apparently it, it can tell where it is in the room um, so it, as it puts out audio from the tweeters, it reflects back and there are microphones in the device. I think there are six microphones. And if the sound reflects back more quickly, it knows, for example, it's close to a wall. So it's not going to be sending out as much sound from the tweeters in that direction. Um, but why it's not a more neutral sound signature is kind of surprising and why users don't have direct control. Um, you, you can adjust a number of settings for the HomePod in, in the Home app. And there should be a default flat EQ setting, and users should be able to choose other settings if they want, instead of imposing something that's not really flattering for all types of music. Certainly the easiest thing would be to say, Siri, less space. Thank you. All right. Now, obviously, this is version one of the software, and we assume, if necessary, Apple could easily submit a new version with different capabilities, either changing the overall balance or giving you the option to say, Siri, a little bit more on the mid-range, please, and less space. That shouldn't be a hard thing to do. Well, it shouldn't, no, because this is certainly, this is certainly a device where that is controllable um, by software because of whatever the the, the chip that they have in it's doing all the digital signal processing. Um, this chip is obviously capable of doing a lot, and it would certainly um, be able to do this for, you know, the overall sound signature. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, we have to wait to see what Apple does. Obviously, because of this problem, and I'm saying this because I haven't heard the HomePod yet. Right. And therefore, I'm listening to him, and I realize that he has good ears. And I think if something is bassy, almost anyone with normal hearing would recognize that. It's not something that requires special skills to be bassy or not bassy. No, and you'll notice most of the reviews of this product mention the fact that it's overly bassy. Well, I know the more recent reviews of Beats headphones present the 
appearance at least of a more balanced sound. So it's not. I haven't not listened a, to Beat headphones in a couple of years, so I really can't um, say anything. Um, I did read that they had changed it a little bit in I don't know the model that they released last year, but I'm not sure how much of a change there would be. Uh, again, as you say, you, you hear bass. It's not. It's not something that's. Um, subjective it's it's audible it's especially with something it's got a powerful woofer now maybe it's just that it's not balanced right but when you think that apple certainly spent a lot of time testing this device it's really clear that this is what they wanted the device to sound like we got more to come with kirk McElhern on the home pod now as you might imagine that's not the only discussion we're having today about the home pod a little bit later we'll be hearing from brian chaffin of the mac observer and what are we going to talk about? Well, in part, the HomePod getting kind of a different impression of the product and its worth and its possibilities. What comes all the time is Tech Night Out Plus, where we give you the chance to get a version of the show free of network ads for prices beginning at just $1.49 a week. And I think that's about as cheap as it gets for a premium podcast service. If you want to know more, go to plus.technightowl.com. Once again, that's plus.technightowl.com to learn more about the Tech Night Owl Plus. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We're back with Kirk McElhern. And we're covering the HomePod and a decision Apple evidently made to make it basic. Apple has smart people building their gear. And I can understand with headphones maybe providing a special sonic signature. It evidently has been successful for the product line. But why do that with the HomePod? It's a bit surprising because in any quality audio, you generally strive to have the most neutral sound possible. Now, this isn't something that every company achieves, and there are certain brands where what they consider neutral is maybe a bit brighter, a bit bassier than, than average, but it's not as excessive as what I hear in the HomePod. This isn't something you generally hear in little Bluetooth speakers because they don't have the audio quality to really have, you know, what you said, a sonic signature. It's hard to know what they were striving for because it just makes sense to be neutral and then to offer EQ settings for listeners who want to change it. Um, It's true that for certain types of music, extra bass is more flattering, uh, hip-hop, rap, reggae, things like that. But I, I think it's their reaction against the fact that most small speakers have terrible bass and they wanted to highlight the fact that the HomePod has good bass. 
but they didn't need to do it that strongly because even when I've put EQ on my on my Mac or my iPhone and streamed to it, the bass sounds convincing without being excessive when I've lowered the bass. I would go along with that too. I don't understand why they did that. On the other hand, it's easily fixed. Well, theoretically, they can issue a software update to the device. And since all of this this sonic manipulation is done through software using whatever that chip is that they put in the device, there's no reason why they can't make it possible to turn it off, either turn it off by default or give the option to users to turn it off when they want to. So essentially offering the same kind of EQ settings you get in iTunes or on an iOS device. Right. No, I go along with that. And I think also it means that the kind of advertising that Apple is doing for the HomePod creates unrealized expectations because you expect something to sound accurate to be able to auto configure itself and to do it properly not deliver audio that shall we say is textured tailored for a specific audience right and and it's particularly surprising given the the sophistication of the circuitry that allows it to configure itself for a room that it's listening to the sound of the room and able to adjust the tone, it's particularly surprising that it wouldn't have a neutral tone in that case. That, that I think they're really missing a big opportunity here to give people good sound that should sound good in every room, but not give sound that only sounds good with some music. Yes, it is weird. Not everybody appears to agree with that conclusion, though. Well, the majority of the reviews that I've read um, do underscore the overly bassy nature of the HomePod. Um, there are some people who think it's fine, but most people, or at least anyone with any understanding of audio, most people have said that they find it too bassy. Well, let's see what Apple does in terms of software updates and see if they jump into some kind of solution. The other thing, of course that people complain about. The biggest complaint is Siri is very, very underpowered. I'm not a big user of Siri. I use it for three things these days. Um, When I'm cooking, I'll set a reminder, check the oven in 30 minutes. Um, I made some delicious Boston baked beans yesterday. And to do that, you put them in the oven every 30 minutes, you have to stir them. So you get the browning on top and then it mixes in. Or when I'm in the kitchen and I'm looking through food, I'll use Siri to add things to my shopping list. So I need to buy flour and buy butter, yeast, whatever. When I need to set an alarm to wake myself up in the morning, since I don't wake up with an alarm in general, I'll use Siri. I'll say, wake me up at 8 a.m. tomorrow. And and that's my the extent of my use of Siri. Every time I try something with Siri to get information, um, I usually get the sort of reply, well, here's what I found on the web for it. And that sort of Siri result is pretty useless, and I get better results by dictating, and I dictate a lot on my iPhone, um, I get better results by dictating into Google um, on Safari. And if I ask a question that way, I'll usually get a really appropriate answer in Google search results, which is better and easier to read than the Siri answers that come up on the iPhone. The other thing, by the way, I was looking at here while you were talking, Dan Morin from Macworld, we both know him for a number of years, he wrote an article there where he lists what he considers the shortcomings of HomePod. 
and they relate mostly to things like Siri. And also, of course, we still don't have AirPlay 2, so we can't mate to HomePods, things like that. He barely mentions the audio. He says he doesn't know anything about audio, I gather. So he barely mentions it. Well, he's not a big music guy. I, I remember talking to Dan uh, a couple years ago um, on a podcast, and he's most of the music he had in his iTunes library then was movie soundtracks. That's the kind of music that he really likes. To, to be fair, that's the kind of music that probably won't sound good on a device like the HomePod, because if it's orchestral movie soundtracks, um, that kind of music sounds a bit muddy on the HomePod. A lot of right, movie exactly, music yeah. has classical elements, especially superhero right. films. It, it, it's orchestrated. It's a, a big string section and woodwinds and, and the kind of thing where you need to hear the distinction between the instruments. And, and on the HomePod, that music is a bit muddy. But maybe he's just not sensitive to, to music as much as you know people like me. I like all kinds of music. So I would agree with you. I have not yet spent any time with the HomePod. So I'm taking everything as an abstract here. Yeah. Obviously, Apple can fix this if they choose to, if enough people can, complain. And, and I hope they do, yeah. Even if you're given the choice, even if you're just given the choice where you can say Siri less bass, if that's all it takes, then go for it. Well, as I said before, they do have these preset EQ settings in iTunes and on iOS. Right. And there's, there's about 20 of them, and those they're using these on multiple devices, so they should be able to use them as well on the HomePod. So what do you think is going to happen here with the HomePod? Well, I don't know. It's, it's hard to really understand who the real audience is. Um, so uh, Apple is offering a device with potentially better audio quality than its competitors. But how many people care enough about the audio quality to want to spend $350 for a standalone speaker? Uh, obviously, what, what's, I, I mean, its good points are it's a standalone omnidirectional speaker. And that means when you have a single speaker, since it's sending the music in all directions, there's no specific sweet spot in a room. And it sounds better in a room than, say, a, a directional speaker or a stereo pair where you have to be in the sweet spot um, where the, the sound from the two speakers converges. We're going to have another sweet spot in a moment. More to come on the Tech Night Owl live. <laughs> listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the pad and fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Anyway, I don't know if we want to spend all our time dealing with HomePod because right now it appears to be a work in progress, although I guess Apple wouldn't want you to know that. Yeah, it is. And and again, as as someone who doesn't use Siri a lot, I do recognize that Siri is 
very limited on the HomePod. But the, of course, this is a problem. You can't allow Siri to access all of your personal information. This is a device that you set up in your home, potentially that your whole family can access, or your roommates, or even your neighbors. If someone is on the other side of a wall um, and they yell loud enough, hey, lady in the HomePod, read my texts, it'll start reading your texts. I think what the HomePod really needs, I think Apple should be able to come up with some sort of um, voice recognition feature so you could have multiple users and that their voices would be recognized. So, for instance, if I set up the HomePod and it's connected to my iPhone and it recognizes my voice, then it should be able to give me access to my personal information, my my emails, my calendar, my contacts, etc. But someone else who's using it to control music their voice would be recognized as not mine, so they wouldn't have access to that. So currently what happens is no one really has access to the personal information because, well, basically they can't filter out the people who should and shouldn't have access. Now, maybe it's too soon for that sort of feature. Um, I don't know how these other smart speakers work, if they can recognize different voices. I think Google's can, I'm not sure. You know, you know, every once in a while, some of these devices seem a bit science fiction-y, but this seems like it's kind of still in chapter one of the science fiction novel of smart assistant stuff. I don't know that I even can think of any reason why I'd have a HomePod at this point in time. I don't need another speaker system, and I'm not that tied in to the Apple ecosystem for music because I was listening to music before there was an Apple ecosystem and, of course, an Apple and, uh, you know, maybe I'm sounding crotchety in my old age. Old, you're sounding old. I'm sounding old. Listening to music since before Steve Jobs was born doesn't mean that you can't appreciate Apple Music or iTunes or streaming music from your iPhone. I, I think you're saying you don't have an Apple Music subscription, which means that you would only be able to stream from your iPhone or from your Mac, and maybe it's not the ideal solution. And, and I think... A lot of Apple devices can be for anyone, the, the iPhone, the iPad, the Mac. Um, others, like the, the the Apple Watch, the AirPods, they're not for everyone. I think the HomePod of all of Apple's major products is one that is for the, the least broad range of consumers. To want to listen to music, you have to want to pay 350 bucks for a speaker, which is a lot. Ideally, you have to want to use Siri. And of course, you can only set it up if you have an iPhone or an iPad or an iPod Touch. If you don't if you have an Android phone or an Amazon Fire tablet, you can't set it up. So it is a bit limiting. Well, you see, this is obviously not the most expensive smart speaker. There's the Google Home Max, which is $399. Yeah, but the Google Home Max is is a bigger speaker, which is a real stereo speaker. It's got a, a woofer in the middle and tweeters on either side. So even though it doesn't have a lot of stereo separation, it is providing more or less stereo sound. Um, I, I would not necessarily compare the two. It's it's like um, Sonos has the Play 3 and the Play 5. I think the Play 3 is 250 and the Play 5 might be $400. Um, the Play 5 is closer to the, the Google Home Max, um, and the Play 3 is a bit smaller. So uh, you, you can't say, well, it's not the most expensive. It is the most expensive for what it is for a single mono speaker. Well, remember, the original Beatles albums were all done in mono. I totally, I totally agree. And unfortunately, some of the mono recordings I listen to over the HomePod sound muddier than they should. And again, this isn't because mono stereo. This is because of the, the, the frequency, the, the way the frequencies react, too much bass, not enough mid-range, etc. 
And if they made a bigger, imagine if they made a bigger HomePod with three drivers, so a, a woofer, a mid-range speaker, and a bunch of tweeters, that would have much more potential to sound good because you'd have that that balance. It's always difficult, you know, speakers with only two drivers. Um, the, the, the woofer needs to go relatively high and the tweeters need to go low enough for that crossover frequency to not lose anything. Um, it's not that it necessarily loses anything on the HomePod, but... Uh, again, the way the EQ is, you, you kind of get the feeling that it does. So Apple should have put a mid-range speaker in there then? No, not necessarily. Um, I have a, a pair of very good bookshelf speakers on my desk right here. Um, they only have a woofer and a tweeter in each one, and, and they're excellent. And and it's a 200-pound pair of speakers, so the HomePod here is 319 pounds. Um, uh, this pair of speakers, um, a Focal by a company, uh, this pair of speakers by a French company called Focal, um, are quite extraordinary for 200 pounds, but you can get very good speakers for 200 pounds or $200. Um, again, these aren't self-powered speakers. They don't adjust according to the room. You need to connect them to an amplifier, but you can get decent speakers and an amplifier for $350 to get sound that's far superior to the HomePod. Um, of course, it's it's a bit more inconvenient because you've got to have them set up. They, they take up more room. You've got to have them set up in a certain position to get that sweet spot. Um, I, I understand the attraction of the HomePod. It's just a one speaker. You forget about it. But then your music listening isn't quite the same. You're not buying that for the same type of listening. It You're, you're buying it for musical ambience, for background music, as opposed to real listening. As I said, I think Apple's oversold it. And maybe in the course of production, they'll come up with better ideas. Then, of course, we have White Ring Gate. Yeah, that's just, that's just sad. I mean, Apple knows about materials and, and the fact that they have a material that when this product is used as intended um, can harm the surfaces it's on is surprising. It's really surprising. Well, I'm told that the Sonos One okay has so a similar problem, and let me let me ba- let me let me just backtrack on that. One person came out. One person came out and found that a Sonos One made rings. One person. Yeah, that's Why? Mike Prospero of Tom's Guide and Laptop Magazine, and I know yeah. Mike a little bit because we've had him on the show a couple of times. Okay, so I googled Sonos's forums. No one mentions anything about furniture, rings, or anything like that. Why all of a sudden does one guy who finds the Sonos One has rings, which could be because of the wax he used on his wood, who knows, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, but the Sonos has rings too, whereas lots of people are seeing this with the HomePod. I think that's a bit disingenuous. I don't know, you know, at this point. I haven't researched that. If, if this had been a common problem, the Sonos forums, believe me, there, there are a lot of people on the Sonos forums who complain about things because um, Sonos is a, is a, can be a touchy system. Um, people would have been complaining about this a long time ago. So you think this is just something that is specific to his particular layout? It's, it's entirely possible. I mean, people were seeing this in the HomePod after a few days. Um, lots of people were seeing this. I didn't because I've only had it in two places. I've had it on my desk, which is um, varnished oak. And apparently this only affects wood if it's been oiled or waxed. And I have it on currently on a shelf in my bedroom which is painted white, so I wouldn't even see any white rings that come from it. In fact, it might but, make the white rings improve. 
everything. Seriously speaking, Apple claimed in its support document that this is not an uncommon problem. Uh, Apple edited that support document after people um, started publicizing this issue. They didn't put that support document up um, with that information when the HomePod was released. No, it not came right not after. We, we grant that. that not they... an uncommon problem that something that's designed to sit on furniture damages furniture. Um, if this was the case, Apple would have said, it's really important that if you put this HomePod on wooden furniture that you put something under it. Seriously. That, that's you, If you're going to damage furniture, you got to warn people. If you know it's going to damage furniture. That, that's just sad. There should be an Apple-branded doily that comes with the HomePod. Yes, it's going to be called the iDoily. we got more to come with Gene Steinberg and Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. It's been said, 
any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. There you go, the iDoily. It's an extra option with the HomePod or the Home Doily. Well, some sad company came out the day after this. Um, thing went public and is re- is selling a $20 artisanal leather coaster for the HomePod. And this was a company that makes decent cases and other products, and I have zero respect for this company anymore. Um, I-, I think that's just, you know, sad what they did. But that's me being grumpy about people exploiting something like this. No, the, the problem is that if Apple knew this was a problem, they had to tell you. It should have been in the box, a little notice. Hey, you know, if you're going to put this on expensive wooden furniture, because it's a $350 speaker, and, and not everyone um, can afford a $350 speaker. So we're thinking that maybe you have some nice furniture. Think about protecting it. Well, you know, I have a conversation with Tim Cook about this, where he messed up and where he needs to fix things. Did you read the interview he did with Fast Company? You know, I've only read a few pull quotes, um, and, and there was one that surprised me where he said, I've never had a bad year. Frankly, I think that's what's wrong with Apple. They haven't failed in so long that they don't know what it's like. You learn by failing. You learn a lot more by failing than you do by succeeding. And if Tim thinks he's never had a bad year, I I think he needs a bad year. I just think that he decided to put a positive spin on everything. But he always does. None of his interviews are anything other than public relations. The way he talks, you don't get the feeling that he's sincere. Um, unlike, and and I hate to say, you know, Steve Jobs again, unlike Steve Jobs or even Phil Schiller, when you hear an interview with Phil Schiller, he sounds a lot more serious. Uh, Phil Schiller and Craig Federighi have been on John Gruber's podcast, the talk show a few times in recent years, and they're extremely honest and frank. And they come out and they say, yeah, we messed up here. And this is why we're trying to do this. Maybe we didn't communicate it well, but they're really frank. And every time Tim Cook speaks, it's like, his speech is being filtered through a device that is like a PR filter. 
And you rarely get any feeling of humanity when he talks. It's a shame. There's an artificiality with it. It's not the Southern gentleman. It's a Southern gentleman who has been taught to sound like a Southern gentleman. Well, he sounds too much like a politician. He doesn't sound like someone who's willing to admit, you know, that things aren't perfect. He's always, he, he's always spinning things. Um, and again, you know, the, the other Apple people that are, that are public, they don't do that. When I listen to Phil Schiller and Craig Federighi talk, I, I have a feeling that they're being honest. And when I listen to Tim Cook, I don't. I really don't. I mean, it's tough. His role was as a, as a CEO. Um, he could make a statement that could make the stock drop overnight, right? But there are. I don't remember Steve Jobs ever not being frank and honest. He would spin things sometimes, but he would spin him spin them in in a different way that doesn't sound artificial. But well, basically, he was he could hype too. It's just that he did it more believably, I guess, because he was rougher. Yeah. What, the problem yeah. with Tim Cook is he's too silky smooth and made worse by the fact that the people who interview him don't have the courage or are afraid of yeah. losing access and won't ask a proper follow up question. You know, yeah. so Cook says, we well, don't care about the stock price. Yeah, you care about the yeah, stock that, price. You have investors. Don't you, tell you, know, you don't you care know, about the stock know, price. People, you can say it doesn't influence everything you do. Yeah, people people often like to point out that a corporation and particularly CEO has a fiduciary responsibility to shareholders and that the most important thing should be the share price. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, and, and in fact, I don't remember who I heard an interview with recently, an economist last year at some point, who said that's a relatively new concept. But the point is that the way Tim Cook thinks is everything he does should be for the shareholders. And saying that he doesn't think of that is just simply wrong. It's not true. But, but the thing about I've never had a bad year is just, that's just, it, it, it gives me the willies, you know, people who pretend that everything is good and everything is perfect. Um, you, you know, as well as I do, Gene, it's, it's only when you have bad times and when you fail that you learn and then that you move ahead. I hope he's not really believing what he says there. Also, he goes into this deal about the fact Apple may not be the first with a new product, but quite often... They've been working on it longer, number one, which may or may not be true. Number two, they won't release it until they get it right. And you and I know certain products released by Apple need a little help before they get to the place they're supposed sure. to be. Consider the first iPhone. Sure. There was no app store. Uh, Steve Jobs thought of web apps and had to be allegedly convinced that they should go to native apps. It only had... What, 2.5G, not 3G networking support? It wasn't really quite there. It was a good version 1.0 product and certainly made a lot of improvements to so-called smartphones. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it was perfect out of the starting gate. No, no, no. And, and the Apple Watch, when that came out, they were targeting certain things and then they totally changed direction with the third version, what they call the Series 2, when you look at a lot of things, it's true that Apple isn't always the first. Um, the iPod wasn't the first MP3 player, but it was the most successful. Um, but even the iPod wasn't perfect out of the box. It was it was Mac only, and it only started taking off really when they released a Windows version the year the the following year. Sure. Um, th this said, I think the iPod was an extremely good 1.0 project, and, and the subsequent uh, iterations were extremely good as well. 
but it didn't reach critical mass until it was available for Windows. No, I, I think all that sort of stuff about, you know, we only released it when it's perfect is just wrong. W one thing that irks me was last year we were talking about um, the Mac Pro, and when Apple finally came out, and this was Craig Federighi, I think, um, and said, well, look, we designed this thing and we didn't realize that we couldn't go anywhere because of the thermal issues of, we're talking about the round Mac Pro here. But it took them three years to come out and say that and say, okay, we're working on a new one. And it makes you wonder what was going on for those three years when, at what point did they realize it was a dead end? And, you know, it wasn't a perfect product when it was released. I thought it was quite good, but it wasn't a perfect product if it didn't have a future, right? Exactly. And that's a very big issue there. Now, I could see misreading the market. Nobody's perfect. And maybe they made sure. assumptions about the design of graphic cards that wasn't borne out yeah. after the product came out. And remember, it's something that doesn't come to fore, especially something that's such a major change in a year. It may take a couple of years to get the thing together. And possibly, even if the day they released it, they realize this is a dead end, at that point, they should have moved back in a more traditional direction. But then is that ego? We just well, came out with a product, but, but it's a dead end already? The, the design was very limiting. They couldn't really redesign it that simply because it wasn't your standard uh, tower PC box that, you know, they could move some cards around in it. Um, that, that round design didn't leave them any leeway. I, I still think it's a very attractive design. I, I think... As computers go, it's nice. It's the computer that I wanted to have on my desk instead of putting it under my desk. Um, right, but then maybe we're saying it's nice in the way the cube was nice. Yeah, the, I thought the cube was nice, but that was a failure. Um, I thought the Mac Mini was nice, and it's a shame that they've dropped that. And I still want to see a, a low-end, small Mac, even twice the size of the Mac Mini, where you can put a second disc in or or you know have some more connections or something like that. I don't think we're going to see that anymore. So why is Tim Cook saying how much Apple loves the Mac Mini? Well, because he's lying. Um, if Apple loved the Mac Mini, they would have updated it. Was it been five years since they updated it? Four years? 2017? So more, more than three years, I think. Three and a half years, something like that. Um, of course he's going to say that. It's like um, politicians, I have total confidence in such and such person who works for me, and then the next day they're fired. Um, again, that's the sort of political stuff um, that Tim Cook is always saying. I, I really don't believe the Mac Mini is going to last. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed the, the stuff about Mac OS X server, Mac OS X, Mac OS server, that they're removing a whole lot of functionality from Mac OS server, and they're turning it into what, more like what's called a mobile device management um, operating system. Um, I, I kind of wonder if there will be a Mac mini upgrade for that. And I think they said that that's going to come out in the spring, which could be a time for an upgrade. Or if not, are they abandoning it altogether? Um, is Mac OS server going to be designed for the new Mac pro, which might be overkill because you don't always need a very fast computer to be a server. Um, I, I'm kind of expecting the new Mac pro to be, a, a small footprint device. Um, uh, let's take the trash can Mac Pro and put it into a cubic rectangular type shape. Maybe something that's more flat than tall um, that can sit on your desk behind a display, something like that. We're going to have more 
of something or other about Apple, what something Apple like might that. do with Kirk and Gene on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready to eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So you're right now redesigning the Mac Pro. And I assume if if it's going to come out, it's going to be announced at the WWDC for sale later in the year. Yeah, June this year. But but again, the the Mac OS server, uh, since they said it would be changed in the spring, I'm uh, I'm wondering if the Mac Mini isn't going to come out. And maybe they're going to make a Mac Mini that's like the Mac Pro, but smaller. Maybe they're going to choose a form factor. And again, could it be a cube? Could um, Could it be the monolith from the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey? Could it be a, a small, flat device, um, you know, like a like the old video game consoles? And maybe there'll be two devices in this range, the Mac Mini and the Mac Pro. Maybe not. Who, who knows? Well, um, you know, there is a product from HP called yes. the Z2 Mini. Yes. And it's designed to be a power users type device that's only a little bit wider, although shaped somewhat differently, kind of fancy corners than the mac mini and taller but it's meant to be a nearly workstation class product 
Yeah, it, it looks more like a video game console, but what's interesting is that you can um, put this either flat or on its edge. And 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 that's good because you might want to have this on the on your desk because it has a lot of um, connections and it's small enough to easily sit on a desk. And depending on how your desk is, you may want it standing up or or lying down. That to me seems like a really practical form factor. That ability to put it in different positions. Uh, you could even say put it under a monitor stand if it's strong enough. Although that's probably not a good idea because of the heat. Um, but that you could stand it up next to your monitor. Um, or that you could sit it on a shelf someplace. It gives you a lot more latitude uh, in placing it. Whereas the Mac Pro itself is tall enough that you can't really put it everywhere. The, the current Mac Pro, the, the trash can one. Well, I guess you can put in a garbage bag. No, what, what I mean is if you have a shelf that's not very tall, you can't put the Mac Pro because of the airflow it needs. I'm joking. Um, but but as you say, this is this is like... I'm looking at pictures of this next to a display. I'd say it's maybe twice the volume of a Mac Mini. It's not twice as wide or twice as tall, but it's like wider and taller to be about twice the volume. And, and that, to me, seems a comfortable size for a computer. You could put everything you need in that size computer. Uh, you know, they've done it with the iMac Pro, um, which is essentially, you know, the, the amount of space in the iMac for the actual computer other than the display is not huge. Um, they could put a lot of stuff in a computer that size. You know, imagine that you can even make it so they can stack, right? If you're in a data center and you have multiple computers, it's a form factor that seems a lot more logical than than the, the, the PC tower format or the trash can format, which is a bit limited. But one thing, if you look at the pictures, um, if listeners search this on Google and look at the photos, the corners are sort of beveled down each one. And that's interesting because those are air exhausts. Um, on the corners. So that means that you don't have a big exhaust on top, but you still need to get the air out. And so this lets the air come out in all four corners, which is probably pretty efficient um, in terms of airflow. A computer like this is going to give off a fair amount of heat. If if it's got a pro, um, if it's got pro processors, it's going to be quite warm. I'm seeing another photo where it's clipped vertically on the stand behind a display. And that's kind of nice that you can put it out of the way. It's an interesting concept, and yeah. this is an area where I think HP came up with a pretty good form factor. I don't think they make huge profits from anything. In fact, you've heard this now. They have a service there where they offer tech gear on a subscription basis, and they're going to be including iPhones, iPads, yeah, and Macs. That's right. So HP is going to sell Macs, folks. Yep. Well, they're going to be selling them to the enterprise market, right? Sure. Not not to... Individual. It's not to me, but we're talking about a company says, I need 100 computers or 1,000 computers or 10,000. You know, IBM sells Macs in addition to yeah. giving them out to their employees. And yeah. they do very well with it. Supposedly, they spend a lot less for support. They get a fraction of the calls on their help center for Macs than for Windows, which we all know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't it interesting here that the biggest seller of personal computers on the planet, which is HP now, it used to be Dell and Lenovo is number two, is going to be offering Macs. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at the prices for this HP, and I'm looking, uh, I'm in the UK, so I'm looking at the prices in pounds, and they're running 1,600, 1,700 pounds. I, I don't know what a Xeon E3-1245 is compared to other chips. Well, the um, one that's in the iMac Pro is a Xeon W. Okay, well, I don't know what the E3 is, but 
It's probably it's probably a low power version, right? But this is something. It's got a 512 gigabyte um, SSD. It's got NVIDIA two gigabyte graphic card. It's got a, an Intel processor three and a half gigabytes, um, Turbo Boost, etc. I mean, it sounds like decent specs. It's got a three year warranty. That's interesting. Um, Apple doesn't do that. So yeah, this this looks like a relatively interesting computer for the enterprise market. Here's one includes a three-year next business day on-site warranty. So that's really for the enterprise market. I'm looking at the prices here of the customized mini G3 workstation. And as you say, it offers the Xeon E3, which is used in servers too, by the way. It's not an unusual choice, but still kind of an entry-level Xeon because it costs hundreds, not thousands of dollars. It uses ECC RAM. Which they all do now, right? And that's huh? what IMAX do. That's what IMAX use. Yes, they do. And in terms of internal storage, I'm looking for a one terabyte SSD. But they've got a discount thing going on here. They've got a discount. So the list price is thirty five hundred, but you can get it for twenty three hundred. All right. I'm I'm not seeing prices like that yet. I'm trying to, I'm clicking configure and the page isn't loading very well. So it, it's an interesting form factor and, it, and it's something that is, is very flexible and uh, Apple should take some uh, inspiration from this. I, I also like that Microsoft thing. What do they call the one that with the, the, the display that folds down? The Surface Studio. Yeah, I like that. That's three um, grand, but they don't have a version that is powered up even like the regular iMac with 5K retina display. Apple can give you a much more powerful yeah. s- setup. You can get one that's actually four or $5,000 with everything. Yeah, what, what you're paying for here is a touchscreen computer. Um, I, I particularly like, and I don't know if it's possible, but I, I would like the ability to edit text with a, with a stylus on this sort of thing. You know, I, I write my articles and things, and then I edit them, and I, re- I reread them and edit them. And it would be good to change to angle it down and take a pen or a stylus and edit that way because it's useful to edit in, in a slightly different way than when you're writing to look at things differently. And, and I kind of like that idea of also not having a computer that's always like nearly vertical facing me um, to be able to lower it down at times when I don't really need to have this big display. I'm not going to go Windows, but uh, I do admit that it's, you know, uh, I think that Microsoft has done something interesting at a minimum. I don't think they sell an awful lot because the Surface line doesn't make a lot of money for Microsoft. It has some interesting no. ideas. And it may also be true that Microsoft is careful how it promotes it because they're competing against their OEMs. Yeah, they and, are. And, and you have to be really careful about that because you don't well, want to push the envelope. Well, they've been careful about that for decades, and it's about time that they free themselves from that. Anyway, I'm not going to buy a Microsoft Surface, but it's interesting to see the designs. Yeah, I, I think I think we're seeing more innovation in PCs in the past year or two than we have in decades. That, that they're finally realizing that a PC isn't just a beige box and that there are options, there are things that they can do in order to compete in the market. And when you consider that, you know, the, the Surface Studio is... Um, targeting the the creative pros that were long um, hardcore Mac users, uh, it's quite interesting that you know they're 
that they're going after that market, whether they're not selling or not. That's that's another thing. And I think that's something particularly interesting about Microsoft Surface. Sales have been fairly flat over the years, even though Microsoft has some good ideas. In any case, we got one more segment to spend with okay. Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, I have written several articles that Apple ought to consider a Mac version of the HP Z2 Mini okay, as a possible inspiration or direction for the Mac Mini. Still offer the basic cheapest version, but allow you to add things to it so it can be used as like a low-end Mac Pro, say. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting market to get into because right now, Say you want something that has a Xeon, you want something that's going to work in the kind of environment you want, but you don't have five or $10,000 to spend, but you want something that is in that ballpark. And certainly the iMac Pro isn't it either. It's too expensive. And you want something without a built-in display. Yep. So having a new Mac Mini that would start at the very bottom like it is now, but can be improved to a point where you get a three, $4,000 version, a workstation class computer. Apple's going to have a new display, they say. So that way you can build your own system the way you want it. Yeah, it's interesting that Apple, you know, announced that they weren't going to make displays anymore. And then they realized that, well, they had to make displays because the stuff that was available wasn't great did this partnership with LG, but there were problems initially with those and they were overpriced. Uh, you know, Apple tried to simplify the product line a lot. You know, you've got the iMac and you've got your laptops and you've got a couple different laptops and maybe too many. Um, you could argue that they don't need the MacBook and the MacBook Air. They left the Mac Pro and the Mac Mini behind, but I think there are a lot of people who would rather have a display and a computer separately. I know I would. I really like my three and a half year old Retina iMac. But I really would prefer to have a separate display so it's easier to upgrade the computer without paying for a new display. Now, to be fair, if I were to replace this iMac tomorrow, I would sell this and I would get good resale value from it. So it's not like I'd be losing the value of the display, but it's easier to just replace the computer or just replace the display if you need to replace the display over time. Well, it's a good direction for Apple. like to see what happens. I just want to know how... Perfect Apple and perfect Tim Cook totally missed the mark the Mac for several years. Well, they were so obsessed with all the money that was being made by the iPhone, and I think they thought that they were going to convince everyone that they didn't need desktop computers anymore, that the iPad was going to change everything. And maybe you could argue that there was a slim possibility of that happening. I don't think they use computers the way... Everyone uses computers, and I don't think they realize 
how many people still want a fixed desktop computer. Apple's at a point here where Mac sales, you know, are doing better than the marketplace for the most part. But Apple could still sell more Macs if they address this need. I don't know how many more. So if they're selling five million a quarter and now they sell five and a half million a quarter, that's a pretty good number. Yeah, I, I think the problem is that, you know, when you look at the Mac and how much revenue it represents, it, it's not that much compared to the iPhone. And I think for a while they were neglecting it because they said, well, it's not that much. But I mean, it's still probably the Mac alone would be a Fortune 500 company or something, you know, that they're selling a lot of computers. One of the things that you can't deny is that it seems like they just don't, that, that the executives just don't have the bandwidth to make enough different types of devices. You can't deny that the top executives were spending a lot of time designing the new campus and maybe obsessing about the color of the marble or or the curvature of the glass instead of spending time on products. Which is, to me, perfectly dumb, but what do I know? Well, I wouldn't say it's dumb. It's important, but it's not their key role. Um, you remember when Johnny Ives stepped back from the design department? I think Apple's executives were spending too much time designing the new campus and not paying attention to products. They were worried about the color of the marble and the curvature of the glass. And, you know, Johnny Ive famously stepped back from the design department a couple years ago. And now that the campus is finished, he's back heading the design department. And, and I think they just didn't want to say that he was obsessing over the colors of the marble and the curvature of the glass and everything else. Yeah, but do you um, think Tim Cook was really off the mark here? Why do you do that? This is the guy who's responsible for all the great designs of your company's products. And he's... Because they live in a bubble. And because for them, I think... Uh, I, I have a feeling that for them, this was fulfilling Steve Jobs' vision. It was that more than anything else. Um, but they live in a bubble. They don't realize how normal people use these things. They don't realize that there's a life cycle that needs to be maintained. Uh, you know, they, they've got the one-year life cycle of the, the iPhone. Uh, the iPad is relatively vague in how long it's designed to last. But the Mac, you've got people who depend on these who, you know, they need to buy new Macs. They need to keep up to date. Um, and, and I think they just didn't realize that. They didn't realize that they, they probably thought that the Mac market was too easy to just let it go on autopilot. Um, and, and it was a mistake because all of us who depend on the Mac see Apple now as not really serious enough to provide um, Macs regularly for the future. You know, the Mac Pro, the, um, the Mac Mini and all that are, are real losses in the Mac ecosystem. Well... Hopefully they've learned their lessons now and we'll see some great new Macs this year. And they don't have to worry about the spaceship campus anymore and they can go back to the HomePod and fix the yeah, EQ. Yeah, and now they're all bumping into the windows in the spaceship campus because the glass is too uh, clean or too... Invisible. I heard of this. Do you realize they could be sued for that? <laughs> well, that's true because it, it's it, there's all these workplace safety regulations, Yeah. You know, they have to have something there that will alert you. Oh, my God, I got glass in my eyes. Someone you see can get hurt. Sue well, Apple for, you know, $100 million, and that would be it. And and it would be Jonathan Ive. Imagine that. He walks into his own glass. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'll tell you, though, um, if they were to come out with a a good enough 
small computer. Uh, the Mac Mini's probably not good enough unless they made a you know a fairly powerful Mac Mini, and I don't need a lot of power. But if they had something good enough and a good standalone display, I would be likely to move to that for my next computer. One of the reasons is that I've had a 27-inch iMac for some time now, and it's just too big. I don't need such a big computer. I I would like to go down to the 24-inch, uh, sorry, the 21-and-a-half-inch, um, but th there are problems with the fact that um, the graphics are much slower. You can't add RAMs. You've got to um, the only way you can add RAM is when you buy it, and it's expensive. Um, the 24-inch would be a nice compromise between the two, and the LG displays that they sell, one is a 24-inch. The 4K display is a 24-inch, and, and that, to me, is a good size. Easy sorry, for you to say. I like 27 inches because I've been using large displays on my Macs for a while. Hey, Kirk, please tell our listeners where we can find more of the stuff you do. You can find me on Kirkville. That's my website, www.kirkville.com. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us in the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text BEST33 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-33 to 443-443. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So we have some unknown visitor who's entered my studio. I have no idea who this person is. Why are you here? Well, I thought maybe I would just come by and say hi. Do I have to have a reason anymore? Well, inasmuch as my mother died 30 years ago, I would think that the problem is that you're a ghost. (laughs) That does seem like it's possible. Well, I do a paranormal radio show. See, you never know. That's right. Speaking of disconnects and other realities... I'm reading all those reviews of HomePod. Yeah. Or is that the white stain on wood gate thing where it leaves white stains on oiled or waxed wood? Yeah. Does it? It seems to, yeah. Oh. It's, I mean, just like the Sonos One, for what, for what that's worth, uh, Apple isn't alone on this particular issue. There are coasters that, that one can buy, or, of course, you can just use some any kind of surface you might want to put underneath it but uh, i personally don't have mine on oiled wood it's it's just on a, a laminate desk so therefore it should be called the laminate desk pod no that's ridiculous no that's ridiculous that is actually ridiculous sir. no i'm just wondering here what kirk McElhern said he had checked on the sono site 
their support messages, and he couldn't find anybody complaining about little white things. I only read reports saying that uh, it was common with that device, too. Um, I, I also can't verify the veracity of those reports. Right. Well, yeah. the original story we read came from Mike Prospero, I believe, at Tom's Guide, a reviewer. No, no Apple fanboys at Tom's. They're, they're, I think they're actually really, um, quite frankly, fair and balanced. Well, I don't know. I've talked to a few people there. He's been on the show a couple of times, but we haven't engaged in conversations about Apple gear. I think there may be a feeling that Apple shouldn't have revealed this until people were complaining about it. And they should have basically had the notes in there warning. And that would have solved the problem. They shouldn't have had to say that after the fact. Are you saying that? that you think that Apple should have revealed it ahead of time? Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I, 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 uh, if the HomePod was mine, Gene, and I knew that this was a thing, I would include instructions not to put it on oiled, oiled wood or waxed wood. That's that's how I would handle it for sure because I because I don't you know a I I'm I'm a nice guy and b I don't want to anybody's stuff to be messed up and I don't want to get a black eye, reputational black eye. Yeah, exactly. Either way, I think past white stain gate or whatever we wish to call it, I've heard different versions of how it sounds. Some saying it tends to be a bit bassy. What's your observation? Yeah, I think it's a little bassy. If it came with a with an EQ that I could adjust, which it does not, which is a bit inexplicable, but I believe will come with later software updates, I would turn the bass down. That is at least for music. I, I like it for my TV. Um, so I've got my Apple TV going out to it. And, and that's actually probably what I'm using it for the most at this particular time. Uh, it sounds sounds great on my TV, and furthermore, what's fascinating about this thing is that it sounds great at low volumes. You actually get bass presence and bass response even at low volumes that is commensurate with the with the amount of bass response you're getting at the higher levels too. So the sound profile isn't my favorite sound profile. It is definitely a little bit bass heavy, but but I do like it. Does that make sense? I understand that. I was just thinking here that maybe Apple shouldn't be following the Beats playbook there. They'd do better if they had a more natural sound. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I don't like the Beats sound. Um, beat The Beats sound is, is muddy to me. I, I don't care for it even in the least. It's a... a I think I think I've described it as something along the lines of, you know, dragging music through uh, through a swamp made of oatmeal. I don't actually think it's as bassy as Beats. It's not as bassy as Beats, and I think that it, the sound profile is actually clearer, much clearer than Beats. But it's still not quite where I personally want it. And here's the thing, Gene. Music is subjective. You know, there are lots of people who think beats sound amazing. And that's fine. Music is incredibly subjective, which is why HomePod should have uh, EQ settings that you, can, that you could uh, change in the, uh, in the Home app where you manage this thing. But again, I think that'll come. And, and when it does, I'll be uh, definitely a happier HomePod user.
Well, I don't know if I even have a need for one, but I just would have thought that Apple's making such a big deal about the sound quality, they might have just been a little more careful about what they came up with. Unless they think it sounds good. Like I said, this stuff is subjective. I've read people that that, that uh, have reviewed this thing that say that it sounds amazing. I've read, I've read, and and watched on YouTube. I've read, uh, I've seen uh, reviews where people are just going nuts about how awesome it is. Music is subjective. Yes, it is, and some people like what Apple does. Some people don't. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to say Siri, give me less space? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it, it would actually be very, very good to be. Uh, let's to try this out. again. I'm, I'm getting tired of this. Siri, give me less space. Very, very temperamental lady. Yeah, I found the, the for what it's worth, by the way, that HomePod is um, much more reliable and consistent with what it hears and how it hears and how it interprets. Um, for instance, uh, one of my big issues, Gene, was um, I I set um, I've got smart lights in uh, one of my rooms, and I set uh, a scene in the home app called lights out, so that I could turn the lights out. So I would go, hey, S lady, lights out, and on my phone and uh, on my iPad, she would. More often than not, hear, hey, yes, lady, what's up when I'm saying lights out? So she would start telling me what's up. And I'm like, ah, it's infuriating. HomePod actually hears that consistently, and it hears it from um, uh, much further away, and it hears it when uh, uh, whether or not I'm facing the HomePod, and it hears it uh, at low volumes when, when, I'm, when I'm trying not to be too loud. So I find, I find that good. Okay, I'll go with that. And I think also we should make a big deal if you have different tests of HomePod and they come up with different results. Like, for example, David Pogue ran a blind test and he was rightly criticized for the failure to level match because the louder speaker may seem more impressive. Yeah. And I'm not convinced that him putting the the curtain in front of the speakers didn't have a detrimental uh, impact on HomePod. Um, because um, if if HomePod tried to recalibrate itself and and detected that curtain in front of it, it would be projecting um, a, a lot of the sound out the back. Uh, however, David Pogue is smart. David Pogue knows technology, and as Dave Hamilton pointed out, David Pogue is a trained, classically trained musician with a very good ear. So I, I, I'm thinking he would have personally noticed that if if that had been the case. But um, that 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 curtain does give me pause. We'll pause right now, and Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer will be back without the vocal imitations. In fact, this is a vocal imitation. You have no idea what he really sounds like. Nobody does. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside of our borders. At Miles Franklin Limited, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Franklin Limited is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box system in North America, held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid foundational storage partnered with the most respected name in security. That's Miles Franklin Limited. Celebrating our 29th year in business without ever receiving a customer complaint. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Limited. A name you can trust. Anytime, 
any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. You see, I don't know why I started with that conversation. I'm getting over a flu virus, folks, so my mind is a terrible thing to waste, and I think it's wasted. All right? That's why. And not on any substance or anything, just getting over the flu thing. But, you know, those things tend to be annoying. And I had a flu shot, by the way. So maybe it would have been worse had I not had a flu shot. See, I can say that twice backwards. Sure. Let's, let's continue. HomePod. So anyway, I would think that at the very minimum, even though David did not follow the level matching, he would have listened to the HomePod with and without the curtain to see how it changed. Before he exposes people to it. That's right. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, like I said, David, David Pope is smart. He knows technology. He's got a good ear. He's a musician. So pre, you, 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 were, you were probably right. Probably. Or maybe not. We'll have to see. But I'll be serious about it right here. I think the best thing to do with any kind of speaker system, if you have a chance to listen to it, I know obviously a showroom, even an Apple store, may not be the perfect place to do that. Because hi-fi stores have dedicated listening rooms and such. And... You may not have the chance to listen to it, but if you don't like it, return it, you know, that kind of thing. But be aware that a lot of people are saying a sonic signature, so to speak, tends to be on the bassy side. And if you want something a little more flat, wait until Apple comes out with a solution, not just, you know, using iTunes music and using its EQ settings, but something where the native capability can be changed. You can say Siri, less bass, or more bass, if, you know, that's what you like. Like some of the people I see driving by, and you hear, your car has a sympathetic thumb to their car, which must be shaking in its boots or on its wheels, with all the bass going on there. And, you know, your brain is frying, and you're in the next car. But we don't want to go into that kind of behavior. We want to go into the land of disconnect, okay? What about the land of disconnect? disconnect. You like that, huh? I do. The land of disconnect. So I will read a comment I got from one of my readers, and I think you'll understand it when you hear it. Gene points out how often Apple gets nitpicked by critics, which I agree. So Google's annual sales of the Pixel phones are around $4 That number is my guess for the annual sales of Surface devices. From the revenue reported, there was a little growth in Surface sales. Yet the iPhone X is deemed a sales failure by critics, not the Pixel or the Surface. What's your... Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 
I'm actually I've been I've been I've been baffled by this topic, Gene. I've been baffled by it. We have lots of people talking about how iPhone 10 sales are disappointing, how Apple is slashing orders for iPhone 10 because of disappointing demand. We have Ming Chi Kuo, the analyst that, that everybody puts on a, I believe, erroneously puts on a pedal for always being right when he's not always right, talking about how uh, Apple might cancel the iPhone 10 early because no one wants it. And then Apple gives us its quarterly uh, earnings report and its quarterly conference calls with analysts. And Apple tells us that iPhone 10 has been the top selling smartphone every week since its release. And that it was the top selling smartphone, not just iPhone, but smartphone in the December quarter when it was only available in half the quarter. And that is the top-selling smartphone in the entire world. Uh, actually, I think it might have been the top... Uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, in the, in the entire world, yes. Okay, so, so therefore demand collapsed. Yeah, but no. Because when Tim Cook told us this, what he said is that it has been the top-selling smartphone, and that's through this week is what he said at the time. That would have been the... Uh, what the first week, uh, first week of February, I think. So it had remained the, the the whole time we were getting these reports about disappointing demand and falling demand and slashing orders and all this other stuff. Apple told us that it was the top selling smartphone. So there is in fact a, a disconnect there, and and the meme, as it were, that iPhone 10 sales are disappointing continued even after the, the, the conference call. And I don't get it. I don't, understand. I don't understand if I'm missing something or if they're missing something. And I suspect it's them. And you keep hearing this. And then you hear reasons why that's happened, even though it didn't happen. And I see more and more of them around. That's, an, of course, evidence of nothing. But people suddenly, people I didn't even expect to be in the bracket to handle a really high-end smartphone, because it's telltale, you know, the notch, it's right there, and you can see it's an iPhone 10. And I see them all over the place. It's just like people tell us the Apple Watch isn't successful, and I even see cashiers at convenience stores with their Apple Watches. Yeah, Apple Watches is, is, like, extremely successful at this point. It's it's actually crazy how, how successful Apple Watch has been. The last year, supposedly, the estimate I saw was $18 million. Now, to put that in perspective, that's the third year of the product, 2017. The third year of the iPhone, considered humongously, incredibly successful, all right, was over 20 million. It's not that far off. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't really think, Gene, that the Apple Watch is ever going to really compare it to, to iPhone in terms of unit sales. Maybe not, be, this, but, you know, you got to think here. That might be the closest comparison ever. Right. Just that comparison is amazing. I'm not saying it's going to supplant the iPhone or anything like that, but it's saying, hey, they're selling a lot of these products in its third year. And obviously there's something right because you see more and more people using them. In fact, you know, and of course I do some of those ride-hailing tasks for Uber and Lyft, sometimes or say almost every time I see someone with a watch, I don't know what that means. It's an Apple Watch. 
Or maybe they're afraid to show off their real watches. I don't know. Also, I think right now Apple Watch, they're selling more than the entire Swiss watch industry. Yeah, okay, but uh, there I've got to come to the defense of the Swiss watch industry because uh, Switzerland is selling a lot of watches at a thousand, you know, from seven hundred to a hundred thousand dollars, and there are certainly a lot of watches being sold for in between two thousand and twenty thousand dollars, like a lot of watches. So, you know, in the same way that we want to give Apple credit for making all, you know, for for selling expensive devices and having high SP, ASPs, whereas Samsung was selling more devices, but most of them were cheap, so we wanted to discount that. I don't really think there's a there's a, a huge comparison to the mechanical watch market. And besides, this past quarter, Apple sold more smartphones than Samsung did. Yes, they did, and that that is exciting as can be. I don't even know how that happened. Anyway, sorry about that. It's been just a crazy morning. All right. All right, anyway. So, when it comes to the Apple Watch, I'm probably not going to get one. But at one point, we had you spend time without your Apple Watch. And I think it was kind of questionable whether you cared or not. Yeah, that was um, that was an interesting experiment for me. Uh, I did find it... Uh, so what I did is I wore my mechanical watch uh, that I love and I still love uh, for I think a week without without putting on my Apple Watch and you know, just force myself not to. And I missed the data, but yeah. So I I did I, I went I went a week without my Apple Watch just to just to see if I could because I am addicted to that information. You know I I like I like getting all my, my fitness data. I like uh, getting the notifications and whatnot. I like being able to see the temperature outside and, it, you know, just by lifting my wrist. And, but I, I, I went a week without it and I only wore my mechanical watch and uh, which I, which I love and I still love and I still don't wear. And yeah, the reality is that uh, I wear my relatively inexpensive Apple watch gene. I, I do like that data. That's what does it. Fitness. That was a magic bullet. Or perhaps people are conflating their Apple Watches with tiny tricorders. You know, remember the big tricorder on Star Trek? Imagine doing all that and more in an Apple Watch. And now, of course, you have support for cellular data. Strange how Star Trek inventions have come to pass before the 23rd century. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Let's continue here, and we're talking a little bit about the Apple Watch, which I don't have. The watch I continue to have is a standard... Walmart $12.88 watch, now on its second battery. And you can replace the batteries of those watches for less than $6. They'll replace it for you at Walmart. If you go to a jewelry store, they'll charge you, what, $15? I can't understand that. Same battery. And it takes, you know, what, two minutes to replace a battery on a watch? But I think here where the Apple Watch finally showed its stuff is where Apple realized it's not really jewelry in the sense of the Apple Watch edition would cost, you know, $10,000 plus a very expensive band. It was a fitness device. Well, I have an interesting thought for you, Gene, on that front. Do you want to hear it? Sure, sure. I think that the Apple Watch edition, the first one, the gold one, I think that the Apple Watch edition had a very specific purpose and that very specific purpose was to say to the world and to and to get the world into the right mindset that apple watch is not just tech it's also jewelry and i don't think apple sold a lot of them i don't know that apple needed to sell a lot of them and i don't even know that apple planned on selling a lot of them i think that its entire raison d'etre was to position this device as a fashion choice as well as technology. And, and I think that it successfully did that. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm making excuse for Apple here. I don't think I'm being an apologist. I mean, I, I said very specifically that I would not recommend anyone buy the Apple Watch Edition. I don't have a problem with $10,000 watches. By any stretch of the imagination, I do, however, have a problem with a $10,000 watch that is going to not be worth $10,000 sooner rather than later. 
And the difference between a $10,000 mechanical watch is that it's going to appreciate in value. Whereas the Apple Watch, because it was te- because it is a technology device surrounded by gold, is eventually going to not have much value. But I think that the Apple Watch edition did its job, Gene. I really, really do. Certainly an attention getter. So the Apple Watch certainly got everyone's attention. It's gained more and more features. The Series 3 appears to be doing well. I don't know the potential of it. That came within 20%. Excuse me, came within 10% of iPhone sales in its third year compared to what iPhone sales were in its third year. Certainly is an interesting achievement that it supposedly grew over 50% year over year is an interesting achievement. So, again, how far does it go from there? I have no idea. But I yeah, think it's, I, but it's certainly going to continue to grow for a while. Yeah, it should, it should grow for a while. And, I mean, and there's a number of reasons why I really don't like that comparison for what that's worth. Um, in part because the, the iOS installed base in the iPhone's third year was the, you know, the iPhone. And now the iOS installed base is is, is massive. So I, I don't know if it's I don't know how much of a, a how much I really care about that that unit sales comparison. But it, it will probably continue to grow and um, could easily become a device that Apple is selling thirty or forty million a year of. That could happen. Well, whatever it is, it certainly is. Confounding the skeptics again. Yes. The iPhone 10 failed. Number one smartphone on the planet, it failed. Yeah. The Apple Watch failed. But there's no other smartwatch industry anymore. No other company is selling many. I think Apple sells more units now than Fitbit. So what do you expect? That's yeah. crazy. Well, you know, everyone wants the everyone wants the, uh, the the you know the the thing on the pedestal to fall. That's fine, but why make up stories? You know, there are certainly ways to criticize any product. You'll find valid criticisms. Maybe some people don't like the notch, or the fact that there's no home button. They, maybe they prefer the home button. Although I haven't met any of those people yet, but I'm sure there are some people who don't like the home button. I'm sure there are people who don't like the HomePod and bassy sound. Some who buy it anyway, expecting there will be an improvement eventually, that eventually Apple will add adjustable EQ, not just doing it from iTunes or something. So I'm sure there's that thought. So we know it's a work in progress, as lots of products are. In fact, that Fast Company interview that Tim Cook did, there were a couple of disconnects there, like saying Apple doesn't release a product until it's ready. <laughs> mm, the first generation iPhone, maybe the first generation Apple Watch, which needed a bunch of work. Well, or, I, I, I'm going to defend both of those products. I think that both of those products were as ready as they could be. Um, and there's a difference between, like, HomePod's not ready. HomePod's not ready from a software standpoint. It is ready from a hardware standpoint, but it's not ready from a software standpoint. And uh, so I think you can say that about a HomePod. I don't think you can say that about um, 
about the iPhone and, and the first Apple Watch? Well, you know, it depends on what you regard as the importance of the feature limitations. And I'll think in terms of Apple Watch, where apps launched slowly, they had to release an update to help speed that up. You know, there were things there that were a learning process, but very likely Apple couldn't have done any better. And this is something where you have to say, this is good enough for release, otherwise nothing is ever released. That's a judgment call, too. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, some things you're dealing with the stay of technology, and you can say, well, we can wait another year, but we have something now we think is good enough that people will like it. That sort of thing. No worries. All right. No, anyway, whatever your judgment call, there's where you go. Somebody, I forget the name, a company or someone, suggesting that the white stain would not have occurred if they did some materials adjustment in manufacturing the HomePod. And it's something that could be done as an inline production change. I have no idea. I don't know anything about that kind yeah, of production. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's outside of my area of expertise for sure. And then there's also a lot of pressure probably on Apple too because we have all these other companies making smart speakers. And Apple had to get something out there. You know, not so much in terms of anything but to make a decision that this product is good enough for release and anything we need to do, we can do it as an inline change for software. Well, and, and I, I think that the reality is uh, Dave Hamilton, again, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to channel him here. He made the point that uh, Apple needed a lot of data for um, how the far field listening works. And that, that that they essentially had to get this into our hands to to get the data to make that work. Um, again, belying Tim Cook's uh, assertion that uh, Apple doesn't make its uh, customers into laboratory rats. Um, but, uh, but you know, I mean, I, all in all, HomePod I think is is good enough. Um, for release, it needs to be better. I think it'll it'll quickly become better, and I don't regret buying it. Now they needed that too, by the way, with Apple Maps. And I think if Apple had actually said, you know what, folks, this is a beta, and we welcome your feedback, but we invite you to continue to use Google Maps or Waze yes. or whatever. And I think if they did that, they would have avoided lots of problems. We've got a lot of problems. Oh, so many problems. So little time. More to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Brian Chaffin. This is the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. See why our homegrown small business at sunny-bay.com has tried to help people just like you. Get your Sunny Bay heating pads at sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Or call 253-678-1361. For hot and cold therapy, sunny-bay.com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org.
We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So we continue with this, trying to figure out what we're doing and why. And believe me, we'll figure it out eventually. But the question I have here, though, is Apple is not capturing information on the HomePod, is it? It's capturing uh, analytic data, yeah. I mean, Apple collects analytic data for all its apps. You have the option of opting out, but but Apple is certainly capturing that analytic data. It's on Siri... Are you talking about Siri? I'm talking right now about the regular use of the HomePod. I'm not saying Siri, because I think anything that Siri can do, Apple knows about it already. Yeah, and Apple Apple has gone out of its way to set Siri up in such a way that, that information is passed to Apple servers essentially anonymously. Or as close to anonymous as you can as you can possibly get. So, and, and it's done in such a way as to not be able to um, to identify people based on that information while still giving Apple uh, information that it can use. But the Apple is collecting analytic data. Sure, it's part of the setup process. Okay, so they know what's going on. They'll get more information, obviously, with HomePod because you can't test it in every possible room because. There are too many listening rooms. Right. So I agree with you there that you might see two changes. One, to improve the algorithm. Number two, to allow people to make changes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, we're you know, Airplane 2 will be uh, released at some point. That's going to greatly enhance uh, HomePod's uh, usability. Apple will continue to open up Siri on HomePod to additional third-party developers and services, and uh, the, there will be a lot of improvements that come to this thing. I, I expect to see by WWDC in June at the latest um, new announcements for HomePod features. And that's an interesting thing, too. I wanted to bring it up. AirPlay 2. Now, supposedly... We had it show up in the public beta of iOS 11.3. And then with the current release, it was pulled out again. Yeah. So what's going on there? Why is it so hard? I'm saying this without knowing what the process is. It was announced, what, originally for iOS 11 in September. It's now February, coming close to March. That's still not working. I don't want to make too much out of it disappearing from the beta because Apple does that sometimes, right? They'll they'll put something in the beta and they'll pull it back, and then when it's when the final version of of that operating system is released, lo and behold, the the feature is there. So AirPlay two may or may not come in eleven point three, and if it doesn't, it'll probably come in eleven point four. I personally still expect it to be in eleven three. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But will there ever be a fix for? the Apple file system for Mac OS High Sierra that works with Fusion drives? That is a great question, and I don't have the answer for it. We know Craig Federighi said it would be there in a future update. Now, nothing is said about the current update that's being tested now. 10.13.4. It's mm-hmm. gone through several betas already. 
and nothing is said about that. High Sierra came out at the end of September. Yep. So it's five months already. Yep. And there will be a successor to High Sierra announced this June for release late September, early October. So this is going to miss it, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, we, we don't know exactly what Apple's plans are there. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're just going to have to wait and see. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I was yepping all that because, because I mean, you're right. It's it's the sort of thing we would have expected to see already. Well, it may be that it's a lot more complicated than they expected, or they ran into unusual issues, or they came up with additional priorities. There is that too. I do think it would be nice if somebody asked them at some kind of public event, hey, APFS, what's going on with Fusion Tribes? You know, it's like this fast company interview. Nobody has the guts to ask Tim Cook a responsible follow-up question or a critical question. Yeah, yeah, I would say that that's the case. So Apple does not care about Wall Street. They may care less about Wall Street than other companies, but they sure have to care. They're running a public, he's running a public corporation, publicly traded corporation. You have to care. Apple has to care about its shareholders. Apple has a fiduciary responsibility to take care of its shareholders. Now, I think you're you're talking about, uh, again, the Fast Company interview where, where Tim Cook essentially said, that they don't pay attention to the stock price. But what he was talking about was not paying attention to the stock price when it comes to developing products. You know, since Steve Jobs' return to Apple, um, he and Tim Cook have both publicly stated the mantra and theoretically followed the mantra of, if we make the best products we can, the stock price will, f- will follow. And... That's what he was talking about. And the question, the, the context of the question was, was essentially, um, you know, are, do, you, do you worry about the stock price when it comes to how you're developing your products? And Tim Cook said, no, you know, we, we focus on making the best products and we let the stock price take care of itself. So uh, I, I, that's, you know, that's been a consistent message for the last, you know, 15 years, maybe 16 years from, from Apple uh, under, under two CEOs. And I, th- I think that Apple largely follows that. Ah, once again, the observation here is that his answers were just perfectly scripted. He had everything there expressed as if it was well rehearsed. You know, like he's giving you the company spiel. It doesn't mean sometimes that he sounds like a real person. You know, he's basically syrup. This is the syrupy version of Apple. All right? Tim Cook, the southern gentleman, gives you the carefully crafted reply. And he's learned how to read it well from memory. Not that a company shouldn't follow its corporate message or something like that i just wonder when people are going to say this isn't real why do we accept this when apple's 
performance collapses? I mean, who's complaining? You sound like you're complaining, but why are you complaining? I just think here that you'd like to see someone real. And you get the impression, no, this is real. You know, it's just rehearsed claptrap. Okay, let me give you a different take on that. Tim Cook is the most careful speaker in, in technology. Every single word that Tim utters has meaning and purpose. Well, I have no doubt about that. we got more to come with Brian Chaffin. Every single word has meaning and purpose on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and Fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Aging is one thing that affects everyone. George has talked about the power of stem cells for years. Now, there's a new serum that harnesses that stem cell power to bring back your youthful look. Beverly Hills doctor, Nathan Newman. Stem cells are basically our fountain of youth. This is what maintains our body's reparative regenerative abilities. As we age, every cell breaks down and needs to be replaced, and what replaces it is the stem cell. Dr. Newman and Janess have developed Luminess. Luminous takes the science of stem cells using the same growth factor complex that literally heals our cells, slowing the appearance of the aging process. Apply Luminous twice daily and on average, see results in a week. Learn more, watch our video, and order today at a special Coast website, healthylooking.com. Plus, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's healthylooking.com. Luminous for a healthier, much younger, better-looking you. Buy now at healthylooking.com. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. See why our homegrown small business at sunny-bay.com has tried to help people just like you. Get your Sunny Bay heating pads at sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Or call 253-678-1361 for hot and cold therapy, sunny-bay.com. 
Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. Call the Federal Tax Management Helpline that has been set up for you, 800-503-8625. Stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will stop all the collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly reduce reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. If you owe more than 10000 in taxes, call for free information and to see if you qualify. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-503-8625. That's 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. I understand the CEO and we're president of a publicly traded corporation especially one like an Apple, that big, you know, really large multinational corporation, wants to make sure the message is properly conveyed, but can't be done in a way that seems more natural rather than contrived. That's just it. I don't see contrived from Tim. I see control from Tim. You and I are, are both watching the, the, you know, the, we're getting the exact same information, but we're coming up with very, very different takes on it. I don't, see it as contrived. I don't even, I don't even see it as, ca- as canned. You know, when Tim launches into something that he's passionate about, I think that, that a lot of people miss that passion and, and, and still think he's being wooden. But, but to me, the, the, the difference in the, in the, the, you know, the, the level of intensity with which he is speaking is it's obvious and it's palpable. And I see the thing that you are describing as canned. I see it as merely being, controlled and deliberate and purposeful. I don't have a problem with that personally. I tend to read them more than listen to them. Hmm. And maybe that's why I kind of sense the artificiality. I get actually I get in, I I get you I get your complaint in the first place. I mean, I'm not I'm not dismissing your complaint. I'm just simply saying that I have a different take on it. Um I I, I don't you know, it's it's not the listener's job to to be able to. Uh, I don't know what am I trying to say. It's uh, whether or not I am correct when I when I say that I see these things in Tim Cook. That's kind of beside the point because most people simply aren't going to see it. And especially if you're not if you're not listening to him, and and if you're not if you're not you know being able to to to, to watch that 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 body English and to, you know, measure the tempo of his words and, and measure the the, 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 the the rhythm and intonations of how he's speaking and all these things. Um, yes, I, I get it. Either way, I mean, if the company's doing well. But remember, the iPhone X is a big failure. It's a big fail. Nobody's buying them. Tim Cook is now walking the street corner saying, you want to buy one? Five dollars? <laughs> right? That's what they're telling us. 
practically. Yeah. Here, we're going to discontinue it. Yeah, I suppose they may do that, or they might offer it for $100 less in September. But we don't know. You know, Apple started something new by releasing the original iPhone 10. Obviously, it's successful if you look at Apple's numbers. And by the way, Apple can't make things up there because, you know, like lots of their executives could go to jail if they file yeah, a fake report. You know, they file a fake report. Do you think the SEC is not going to come down on them? You know, any independent analyst can say what the heck they want. If you believe them, fine. They have no fiduciary responsibilities to their shareholders. They have no responsibility to government agencies. They well they could be gotten for fomenting a stock, but the SEC hasn't gone over gone gone after even confessed fomenting, um, let alone um active uh, active fomenting by um a few years ago there was there was there was a guy in particular that was just clearly fomenting and then of course uh, Jim Cramer confessed to fomenting uh, uh Apple stock uh, many years ago. Um so yeah, I don't know. The the SEC doesn't really tend to go after this sort of thing at all well that's certainly true it's not a crime that you normally get convicted of but if you're but you see jim kramer is just some independent idiot on tv Mm, i would not call him an idiot well you know i mean he's a talking head okay i will be more gentle he's just a talking head do you know what his background is roughly he was, a, he was a hedge fund guy, but he a, a brilliant hedge fund guy who made a crap ton of money and decided that he no longer needed to keep making a crap ton of money and decided he wanted to do a, a TV show to be able to help people. Now, whether or not that's true and whether or not he really has the public's interest at heart, one can debate and believe or not believe as one chooses. And one can also be cranky about him confessing to fomenting uh, Apple stock back in the day, but he's very smart. That's my only point. Okay, I grant that. But I'm saying to you, that doesn't mean if you're a hedge fund guy that you're necessarily honest. No. That's <laughs> Truer words were never spake. <laughs> yes, we, we spake those words many times. We even speak them words. I have no idea why we're doing this, but, you know, seriously speaking, the guy is a self-promoter. He's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And if that made him money, fine. If other people were ripped off as a result, that's not so fine. Yeah, I don't think he's making all that much money from his TV show, not, not relative to his worth. No, people who do those shows will make money, but not like that. You know, they're not making like some of those talking heads over at Fox News are making money or used to. And possibly Rachel Maddow at MSNBC and Anderson Cooper at CNN. They're making a decent amount of money. But I don't even know where we got into this. Hmm. Let's look over a little Apple 2018 here. What do you think their first new product's going to be past the delayed HomePod? Um, well, I think we're going to get, it seems like we've got some iPads in the work. Um, and I'm guessing that those are not iPad pros since those were just updated. Uh, so maybe like a new 9.7 inch iPad and maybe even there's, there, there are two, two new, uh, iPad 
product numbers that have surfaced in in documentation um and the, we don't know what those are yet but i'm going to guess that one of them is going to be a 9.7 inch it looks like we have some kind of rework of airpods in the works which is a expected and b we don't know what the timing will be um uh, apple's apparently getting ready to release its uh it's uh i forget what it's called the uh the 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 g uh wireless charging pad that Apple's making that apparently is getting close to uh, being ready. What about beyond that? What about like a main product? Obviously the iPad pro could come in the summer or the spring, just like it did with last year. It could, although didn't we get the, uh, the, the two recent iPad pros? Didn't we get those in the fall? No. Didn't they come after WWDC? They new Max. Yeah, I can't remember. What, I thought those were released in the fall. No. The only thing I was in released in the fall was the, well, that was the winter, the iMac Pro. Let's get that date because now we got to know. Uh, yeah, November, November twenty. No, wait, no, 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 that's not true. Yeah. First generation. We're going to get this sausage being made right now. Yeah, here we go right here. June. June 5th. Yeah, you're right. It was June. Who knew? Okay, press release right here, June 5th. Then that's probably the, the, that is probably the time for it. I, so first of all, I apologize for being totally wrong and getting everything mixed up. And secondly, uh, I suspect that your timeline is exactly right, and that's Maybe that is what is what these two num- numbers are coming from, and that they will be released in June. New Pro models. There'll be refreshes for all the Macs, and you may and you may see the first demonstration of the new Mac Pro. Well, not release, but demonstration. You say all Macs. Well, um, I'm not saying. Oh, of course, the iMac Pro. I don't see a reason for that until the end of the year, but. In fact, that's what might happen. It might just, the next iMac Pro may come out with the new Mac Pro. And the, and the Mac Mini, too. Right. What do you think they're going to do with the Mac Mini? I, I don't know. I don't know why they're still selling it. It's embarrassing. Update it. Just update it. Put some new stuff in it, folks. We got more embarrassing stuff to present on the Tech Night Owl Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. The 
The argument being here is that, according to Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, the Mac Mini should have been history, even though Tim Cook tells us how much he loves it. Well, Tim Cook tells us how much he loves the Mac. Has he actually said anything about the Mac Mini? Yeah. Hmm. Well, we need a new Mac Mini. It is embarrassing how long in the tooth the current model is. Well, just look how long in the tooth the current Mac Pro is. Well, yeah, okay. It's even longer in the tooth. In a- fact, the absolutely. tooth is so long right now, you can see the tooth down the street. <laughs> That's, that is about right. Apple has at least admitted that that is a problem and is working. they're working on a new one. We in fact, every any- time Tim Cook talks about it, he gives you a toothy grin. Yeah. But we haven't heard anything on the Mac Mini. Uh, again, it, it's the, the, the technology and that thing at this point is just so old. I, I don't understand why Apple's selling it. Certainly don't understand why Apple's selling it at, the, at the, the same price. If anyone came to me and said, should I buy a Mac Mini? I would say, not new. You know, Go buy a refurb one at best or buy a used one because it's the same darn device. Wouldn't it be interesting? Do you think here there's going to be, if they were to do a Mac Mini, Kirk, McElher, and I... We're figuring they're going to go in a somewhat different direction, which is make it more high-end, like the HP Z2 Mini workstation. Ever see those? Yep. Wouldn't that be an interesting direction for the Mac Mini? Uh, um, Yeah, I suppose it would be. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some more capable yet entry-level mac minis too um i'm not saying that i want apple to get into the the cheap commodity uh, pc business by any stretch of the imagination but uh yeah i don't know it could it could be interesting very interesting if they were to take it in that direction and remember tim cook wouldn't say anything about how we love the mac mini if there wasn't something there right probably yeah and i mean there is a room for that market there is room for that market and even if there's not even even if it's not going to be a huge seller, I think that um, I think that it makes a lot of sense for Apple to have a complete computer line if it's going to be in the computer business. You know, as I, I pointed out on this show and I pointed out uh, on on podcasts and in writing, uh, Apple itself needs the Mac to create all of its other products. Let me read the sentence from Tim Cook, and this was done in October of last year. Our customers have found so many creative and interesting uses for the Mac Mini. While it is not time to share any details, we do plan for Mac Mini to be an important part of our product line going forward. Now, a four-year-old model is not an important part of their product line. (laughs) Okay? It's not an important part. That's saying to me, in October, we're not going to say what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. And very likely yeah, in 2018. And if it's an important part, maybe it will be more than just a simple refresh. They could have done that last year and the year before. Well, they should have done that last year and the, and the year before. They should have if that was their goal. And in the meantime, that was also part of the foolishness here of the way they treated some Mac models, which is it doesn't cost an awful lot to upgrade parts faster processor a few other things doesn't cost a lot to do that Mm -mm, it doesn't 
they it, should it have done something to say, hey, we don't want this to die. Let's just keep the interest up. And when we're ready, we're ready. All right. So we've had a lot of ne- negativity on this particular show, Gene. I would like to point out, though, that we went from having eight, a, a drought of new Apple products since WWDC of 2017. So for the last seven months, we've actually seen a, 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 a whole slew of new products. Apple has uh, updated its MacBook Pro regularly again. Uh, the iMac Pro got released iMacs were updated. Uh, so, I mean, like, it seems like Apple is getting once again focused on iterating its its existing products. And and I, I think that that will, that will continue this year. There we go. Do you think Apple's going to introduce any brand new product lines or are they so busy with what they have? There's no room for any more right now. Although Tim Cook did say that we can put all our products on this table in this fast company interview, and I thought it's got to be a pretty big table. Uh, yeah, not that big a table. And I think his point, Gene, is that that any other company that is of you know any anywhere close to comparable size has got a whole just you know I mean you, you might need a warehouse to put everything that they make in. And Apple's product line is extremely simple. We haven't had any the kinds of rumors I would expect from the kind of leaks out of Apple supply chain in particular that we might expect if Apple had a brand new product in the offing. So, no, I think that the, the, the newest thing that we're going to get is a brand new Mac Pro and, and that everything else is going to be uh, iterations. And, and that's, that's fine. You know, as long as Apple is iterating its, its existing product line, um, the company's doing well. Besides which, in point of fact, that's what Apple has done most years. It's just that we've reached a point here where we think Apple should come out with a brand new model completely different every six months. We should be up now to the iPhone 26. Well, I, don't, I mean, who expects more than a yearly refresh of the iPhone? Right. Besides, you want to give people that year to say, I got the latest and greatest, not, well, next Thursday, we've got another model. It's like a Saturday Night Live sketch where they had someone playing Steve Jobs. And every time they announced the new product, he said, I want to introduce this one. And every three seconds, he was introducing a new iPod or something. Mm -hmm. If you remember that sketch. I do. Right. And of course, that's ridiculous. It's always been ridiculous. It's never been that way. You know, even the days of just Macs. You know, they continue a Mac for a couple of years and they come out with something new or yeah. something slightly different. I mean, you have, I have a Macintosh 2, what was it, the CX? Okay. And then the CI came out like a year or two later. That begat the first Quadra, which was basically a version of the CX form factor with a more powerful processor. So Apple was doing it then, too. We didn't worry about it. Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com, and you can find me on Twitter at TMO Brian. That's Brian with a Y. There's no other way to do it. Well, you can actually do it other ways, but then you'll insult him because you won't be spelling his name properly. Usually here when I was a kid, what they would call me. We can't even say it on, on commercial radio. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. 
And this week we have a guy who calls himself Red Pill Junkie. Don't get that kind of connection. His real name is Miguel. And he's an expert on all things paranormal. Just a fascinating guy to talk to. And that's at the Paracast at Paracast.com. Definitely want to hear that. We also have a way for you to listen to Tech Night Owl Live free of the network ads if you subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus. And here's all you have to do. You go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. We give you a version free of the network ads, better quality audio, and the prices start just $1.49 a week. That's even cheaper than the nearby convenience store sells coffee for now. They increased the price. I think it's like $1.75 now. I can't afford coffee anymore. Or I just have to use the old coffee machine. No, they increased the price of that, too. You just can't afford to have coffee. <laughs> you can't. You know, it's, it's not possible. You get to a point here where you get so crazy without the coffee, you start doing bad imitations on the radio. It starts at $1.49 a week. We have options for a monthly, annually, five-year subscriptions, and also lifetime and the way i'm going with the flu i'm still here so you can bet i'll be around for a while brian chaffin thanks for joining us on the tech night out live thanks for having me gene the tech night out live is a copyrighted presentation of making the impossible incorporated We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.